the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. No confirmation as yet, but Moscow claims to have captured Mariupol in southeastern Ukraine. Three-month siege, leaving an estimated 20,000 civilians dead. Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, declared what he called a complete liberation of Mariupol and of the Avostal steel plant in the port city. The plant was the last stronghold of Ukrainian resistance. There was no immediate confirmation from Ukraine. Russian state media claimed over 2,400 Ukrainian fighters who had been holed up in the steel mill had surrendered. As they surrendered, the troops were taken prisoner by the Russians, and at least some were taken to a former penal colony. Others were said to be hospitalized. I'm Karen Chamas. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Army General Mark Milley is challenging the next generation of soldiers to prepare for America's military might. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30, here on AM 1280 The Patriot. It's 2.01, more of the Northern Alliance Radio Network in Mitchburg coming up. Where would you rather be in the heat of the battle right now? It's such a great broadcast from the state convention in Rochester here, and now the battle is on as we head towards the primary. Mostly cloudy with isolated showers today, 55 the expected high, tonight 42 the low, 58 mostly sunny tomorrow. Should be a nice day. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. In fact, ultra great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My team, Brad Carlson, the closer edition. I heard tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Jack uh, Tomzak, the new guy, up next from 3 to 5. Uh, he's, by the way, the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. He's not afraid to say where. It, it's the, some of the best interviews about Minnesota politics out there. We, we should just be, perhaps, I'll have to take this up with the Narn uh, Executive Council with King and Brad, but uh, perhaps the nickname for his show, since we need to come up with him, uh, one for him, since he hasn't come up with one for himself yet, and the new guy just does not quite have the cachet we expect, 
from Northern Alliance uh, Radio Network show nicknames. Maybe the Terry Gross of Salem Communications. That's it. Yeah, he's, he's the interviewer. The Terry Gross of Salem Communications. Consider the gauntlet thrown, Jack Tom, Zach. You need to come up with a nickname or I'll come up with one for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, King Banyan, of course, heard Saturday mornings from 9 to 11. Brad Carlson tomorrow, 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak follows me right here. Uh, coming up in about an hour here. And it's going to be great, whatever whatever he has on here. I haven't seen his schedule yet because I've been kind of out of it for the last week. Very out of it for this past week. As I mentioned earlier, I was uh, at the convention last Saturday, and that was just the beginning of a very long week for me. I went from the convention, as I mentioned, I believe, during the convention last week. Drove, I drove down to Rochester about 7 in the morning. Uh, turned around after the convention at 3.15. I mean, I stayed an extra segment long and drove uh, from there three and a half hours up to uh, Garrison, Minnesota for an Elephant in the Room gig at the Rocky Bottom at the Y. Yeah, it was a blast. We had so much fun up there. Uh, we, we're looking forward to playing up there again sometime soon, probably next year, maybe next winter. We'll see. But uh, either way, it's going to be a blast. We We have so much fun playing up there, and we can hardly wait to do it again. From there, I went to Minot, North Dakota, take care of some family business, spent a couple days up in the Great White North. Actually, it's finally melted up there, which is odd because, well, I mean, it's lucky because they had a couple of uh, 25, 30-inch blizzards this past year, one of the, the wettest winters on record, which is great because they were talking extreme catastrophic droughts last year. So it was nice to see the water in the fields and uh, standing water all over the place. They need a lot more. I mean, I drove across Lake Sakakawea, across the Coal Harbor Causeway, and, ooh, the lake is a little low these days. Kind of makes me nostalgic for the early 2010s when things were almost too wet up there. Devil's Lake was ready to overtop its banks and, and flood out the entire Cheyenne Valley. Those days are gone for now. At any rate, hopefully another uh, couple of wet winters will turn that uh, ship around up there. We can get back to the excessively wet days of the early 2010s, which is a much better looking time to be up in North Dakota. Uh, it truly is. At any rate, I was up there for a couple of days taking care of some family business, uh, visited my father in uh, Jamestown for a couple of days and came back to the Twin Cities. And boy, I am tired of driving. Oh, I've just I've got this brain tan from being on the road for all these days. But it was fun. It was fun going through a place, by the way, with a viable two-party system. And when I say viable two-party system, I mean dominated by Republicans, but with a Democrat party that actually has to react to objective and political reality. Uh, as it does its thing, something Minnesota Democratic Party doesn't have to do. Uh, one of my good friends from high school is a state senator from the Jamestown area. And one of the very few elected Democrats from outside the Fargo and Grand Forks areas, there might be one from Bismarck. I mean, the places where the you know, Fargo and, and Grand Forks and perhaps Bismarck, the place where the universities and the state government uh, bureaucracy to to the extent that there is one, are, that's likely where you find all the Democrats. There aren't enough elected Democrats in North Dakota to fill all their committee assignments, which is just the kind of Democratic Party you like to have, just enough to make it a viable two-party system, not enough to make the Democratic Party viable. And by the way, my friend from high school, uh, Senator Grabinger, is uh, someone who would pass as a moderate Republican here in Minnesota politics. I mean, just just the tenor of the conversation up there kind of forces people in states like that, uh, even people who are Democrats, 
to not be completely crazy, right? And that's, it helps. I mean, and, and by the way, viable two-party systems help prevent people like Marjorie Taylor Greene from getting into office. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, even allowing for the fact that the media is is you following Berg's 16th law, which regards women, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, Asians and, uh, and uh, gays as their property. Uh, and thus anyone who uh, votes conservative from those populations is to be considered an apostate and, and attacked before they get to the rest of us. Uh, she's kind of bad news, and I'm looking forward to her getting hopefully primaried out of office here and replaced with an actual conservative who's not completely bonkers. That being said, uh, that's that's the kind of thing that you you get when you have no viable alternative. Uh, Parties can elect people who are just completely bonkers, like every... DFL representative from Minneapolis and St. Paul. I mean, you wouldn't get a Rena Moran or a a or a, was it Ron Latz in a place like Sheridan, Wyoming, or Billings, Montana. You, the crazies get filtered out by the fact that they actually have to appeal to real people as opposed to activists. Uh, by the way, speaking of appealing to real people as opposed to activists, I can hardly wait to see what the DFL endorses at their conventions this time around here. Uh, four years ago, they endorsed uh, Aaron Murphy, Aaron May Quaid for governor, lieutenant governor, Matt Pelican uh, for attorney general. I mean, someone against whom Keith Ellison actually seemed relatively sane and moderate. Someone about whom the, the spirit of Joseph Stalin yelled up from the great infernal beyond yeah, dial it back. You're getting a little crazy even for me. Anyway, so this is what happens when you have a viable two-party system. At any rate, I, it was fun being up there and seeing a place with prosperity and competence on, on display everywhere. And then coming back to Minnesota and seeing what happens after a couple of years of complete Democrat, well, near complete Democrat control of the wheels and levers of government, but for a couple vote majority in the Senate. Uh, keeping some vestiges of sanity uh, on display here. And you can, and, and by the way, it's going to be endlessly entertaining to see what comes out of the DFL convention later on today. They're probably not going to vote against the current sitting ticket of Tim Waltz and Peggy Flanagan, uh, because Peggy Flanagan is, in fact, the progressive that, I'm going to just say this, pulls all the strings in the government in St. Paul. They, she she was brought onto the ticket to drag Kim Wal- uh, Tim Waltz, affectionately known as Governor Clink on this broadcast, drag him across the finish line after having uh, gotten defeated at the convention four years ago. Uh, someone who was so, quote, progressive, end quote, that uh, the, the DFL majority in the primaries uh, dragged Tim Waltz across to victory. But uh, that's that's that's. That's what you get here in Minnesota. We're going to try and fix that this year here. Of course, we're doing it against a full-court media press. Uh, I asked the rhetorical question, how can you tell the Star Tribune is lying about Republicans? Uh, Because they are, in fact, the DFL's PR firm in this state. And you can tell that because, again, the the story about the state uh, central committee meeting last Thursday, uh, a piece that came out uh, during the uh, toward during the convention last week, I believe Saturday morning 
Friday or Saturday morning. Uh, Minnesota GOP cuts ties to LGBTQ Republican group and others. Now, for those of you who weren't paying attention during the, the convention last week, it hardly needs to be said, but nothing of the sort happened. Again, as we described earlier, moved to de-affiliate the log cabin Republicans, wound up with the clock getting run out on the state central committee meeting, and all of the affiliates, uh, affiliates by default losing the certification because certification has to be, uh, for affiliates, has to be positively voted on every year by the central committee or by the body of the convention. The argument carried on over the allotted time. The state central committee meeting ended, and so all the affiliates were disaffiliated. The body of the convention then reversed that action on Friday morning. And the squabble, by the way, largely led by a number of representatives uh, from some of the rural uh, congressional districts, mirrored, in, as I pointed out in the, fir- in the first hour here, uh, in large part, a similar fracas a couple of years ago when a group of Central Committee uh, representatives and convention delegates tried to introduce rules that would ban Muslims from holding Republican Party uh, positions in the party itself. Uh, by the way, representatives and convention delegates tried to introduce rules that would ban Muslims from holding these positions, and they, they were rebuffed by, in both cases, last weekend and four years ago, by the vast majority of Republican Party delegates. I mean, they got, in both cases, four years ago, in Ray Muslims, and this past week, in Ray uh, disaffiliating all of the affiliates, including the log cabin Republicans, they got shot down humiliatingly by the main body of the delegates in both cases. Now, it's my position, both for my blog and for this show and for me personally, whatever your personal beliefs about about homosexuality and or Islam or any other thing that's not mainstream Republican, that there is very little more aggressively American than, for lack of a better term, coming out as a Republican. And and as I pointed out in the first hour, in many of the communities that are served by these affiliates, the Somalis, the Latinos, African-Americans, the Hmong, the LGBTQ, uh, coming out, if you will, as a Republican carries an affirmative social risk that goes with it. These are, are not people to be pushed away. In many respects, these are the toughest, most resilient Republicans there are. Anyway, you can disagree, and feel free to disagree with me on this, by the way, 651-289-4488. But following Reagan's 11th commandment, vote for the most conservative person who can win, and someone who is 70% your friend isn't 30% your enemy. There is a disturbingly large segment of Republican uh, delegates and Republican activism that holds that someone who is 70% your friend is 100% your enemy because that 30% is all that really matters. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Are you tired of bouncing over your sunken apron into your garage, shoveling snow off an uneven driveway, or stubbing your toe on your uneven sidewalk? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We can fix your settled concrete with a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Expert Concrete Raising uses a high-density polyurethane foam. It doesn't deteriorate, shrink, or wash away over time. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact the second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. After a long and surprisingly chilly spring, we know that the heat of summer is on the way. Now is the time to take advantage of Standard Heating's offer. Two sweltering savings that won't make you sweat. Save up to $1,700 on the purchase of an air conditioner and furnace combo. Don't have central AC? No problem. Standard is offering an instant savings of $900 off a multi-head ductless system. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and beat the heat this summer with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free no-hassle estimate with your neighborhood sales representative. Hurry, these offers end May 31st. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and I, I sincerely hope you do. Now, up next, I've got one of those dilemmas that occasionally face uh, talk show hosts and radio professionals during political season, because uh, we have an equal time rule uh, in, in politics. Whenever there's an endorsed candidate of one party, we are required by law to offer equal time to the can- endorsed candidate of the other party. With that in mind, I, I, for the second time since his endorsement, I am going to accept a phone call from Sean Holster, the GOP-endorsed candidate in Senate District uh, 63 in South Minneapolis. Now, as a result of taking this call, I am required, required by law and duty, to offer, in fact, demand equal time from Zainab Muhammad, the uh, endorsed candidate uh, from the DFL for State Senate in District 63. Ms. Muhammad. Have your people call my people. It is your duty 
to accept equal time for this broadcast, and it's going to wind up being a total of about uh, 45 minutes by the time we're all done with this whole thing. So, Ms. Muhammad, get on the stick. Oh, by the way, uh, this, with that, I welcome uh, to the broadcast off the phone here, Sean Holster, longtime friend of the broadcast and of yours truly, who is the endorsed GOP candidate in uh, Senate District 63. Sean, welcome to the broadcast. Good afternoon, Mitch. Uh, great to have first you here. Great. And first and foremost, I just have to say that I haven't been as excited to be on a convention floor. That reminded me of the second half of the movie Dodgeball. Yes, it did. did, uh, it did. I, I, I felt like Jason Bateman representing the Ocho on on mic. <laughs> That's right. I was curled up in my chair, excited, pulling my hair out. It was electric. It really was, and it. And I tell you that that electronic polling, just for those of us with short attention spans and ADHD, it made conventions just tenable. It made conventions fun and doable and usable and useful, and so that was fantastic. And as you pointed out, we we met briefly at the convention outside the, con- the concession line, and yes, I believe uh, pretzels and coffee. That's right, the, the Great American Breakfast, and uh, we were talking about how how very many newbies were there. I don't I don't know how many conventions you've been to, Sean Holster, but uh, there were fifty five percent, fifty five, fifty six percent of the attendees were brand new, and they came for results. They were not there to come out with no endorsement they wanted to send people on to the race and by golly they did they showed up there were there's nobody streaming out of the convention center after noon on saturday like you normally get at these conventions that was heartening well it was it was heartening on a number of levels because um a good 40 percent of our delegation that we sent were absolute first time and previously um previously democrats or independents yeah, who have this was their first time dipping their toes in the water, and it was a challenge wrangling the delegates to make sure that they were comfortable, that they felt good being there, and to a individual, they were excited to be there, and it was a true live fire training exercise, and to an individual, they were overwhelmingly happy to have been there and that this was their introduction to um, electoral politics. It was a great introduction. By the way, Sean, you and I come from very similar districts. You, the 63, me, the 65 over in St. Paul, both of them traditional uh, hard blue, uh, moldy blue Democrat run hellholes. But um, to to paraphrase a a Donald Trump statement, but uh, the the thing that I thought, thought was notable about this year was in all my years involved in inner city politics in the GOP, and I've been involved in quite a few right now, this is the second time in 20 years involved in, in Senate District 65 or 66 politics that my district has filled all of its delegate and alternate seats. Now, we don't have a lot of, this is not like Sherburne County. We don't have dozens of delegate seats, and yet most conventions we're doing well if we staff out all of our delegates, much less all of our alternates to the state convention. We filled them all with a few left over, and almost of them, like you said, probably half to, two th- uh, half to two-thirds were newbies, many of them former Democrats, many of them people who, you'd, who would be traditional Democratic uh, community members, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, Asians. Tell us a little bit uh, about the people you sent in 63. Uh, first-timers. Um, people unfamiliar with how 
electoral politics works on a local level. Yep. Uh, people who were eager to, I, I mean, I can't give a breakdown by gender, racial, right. uh, economic class, anything else. It was a broad representation of this is what our state looks like right. demographically. And that was heartening to see and that there was no division along uh, micro tribal association, uh, social tribal association, LGBT, um, Latino, black. Exactly. um, Biracial, you name it. It was active participation by citizens. Yep. Citizen in every last uh, definition of the word citizen. Yep. Your the guy at the gas station, the guy, um, the woman who runs the checkout counter at the local quick stop. Yep. Um, the it was. This is what grassroots looks like. It's not what grassroots is projected as. Right. Um, by by media interpretation or by the chattering class on on Twitter, the muckrakers. Um, it was it was truly inspirational to see. Yep. That this is this is what it looks like when the citizenry is fed up and wants to know how to participate. Yep. And you can tell that there are people sweating bullets in the DFL, maybe not in every inner city district. I mean, you know, as well as I do, it's a tough road to hoe in, in, in anything with a six in the front. Uh, right, right. B- both of the, both cities and uh, all too many first tier suburbs as well here. And yet in a year when you've got the likes of uh, Angie Craig running ads in late March on morning TV, you know there's some internal polls out there that are saying that, that the DFL know that they're losing a whole lot of people out there here. And when you see turnouts like we had, and, and when you see the, the, the state's power click, Governor Klink and real Governor Flanagan uh, posting things about how, how happy they are that we've got growlers and how hard they're pushing for uh, marijuana legalization in a year where we're talking hyperinflation, $6 a gallon gas by the 4th of July, more than likely, uh, shortages of baby baby formula, crime in the streets, carjacking out of control. Uh, do I need to keep going on here? Impossible to find well, a place to if, live. If, if, if I may, um, you may tie this into the kerfuffle from um, State Central going over into the first day of the full endorsement convention. Yes. Is that um, with the affiliates, uh, it was a very small contingent that are trying to use identity politics to keep others out. Uh, in specifically that, in in my mind, um, and I think I can actually document this was keeping the gays out of the Republican Party, right. which is just an untenable position to begin with, and led by a very small contingent that was resoundingly stomped down by yeah. voice vote on uh, Friday morning yep. um, by the body of delegates and alternates. Uh, I I cannot underline resoundingly enough is that and the DFL now knows that their primary strategy of identity politics does not carry water any longer. And that's all they have. 
is identity politics. And as Republicans, as the MNGOP, we don't do that. And that strategy isn't going to work this time. Not only does not not work, we need to repudiate that and focus on the things that really matter to people, to, to the Republican Party, for that matter. I mean, we're, 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 we're about prosperity and opportunity and, and a place at the table forever. The best among us are. Obviously, the cost of a loaf of bread is no different for a white guy or a black woman or a um, transgender from Nicaragua. It, 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 there just isn't that. Nobody cares about the identity politics any longer. It, it, it's a distraction. It's becoming obvious. And that's why the DFL is nervous to their core. Absolutely. Sean Holster, uh, endorsed candidate on the GOP for uh, the Minnesota State Senate and Senate District 63. Thanks for joining us with your perspectives. The convention last week, I had a blast. I wish I could have stayed till the bitter end. I did have to blow out of there at 315 sharp, but uh, it was it was time well worth spending. Perhaps the most fun I've ever had at a convention. And it sounds like I wasn't the only one. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, much appreciated. Thank you, Mitch. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Sean Holster, GOP endorsed candidate for Senate District 63 in South Minneapolis. Um, If you are connected with the Zainab Mohammed campaign, uh, who is the endorsed candidate in 63 for the DFL, again, I implore you, accept the equal time to which the law entitles you. Heck, bring your House candidate, Samantha Sensor-Mura, and Representative Emma Greenman from uh, 63A and 63B. I would be more than willing to entertain the three of you. I've got room for all of you on the broadcast simultaneously. You can make it three to one against me. It still won't be a fair fight, but we'll have fun. And by the way, it's not a fight. I mean, I I pride myself on my ability and my track record at having productive if and polite and civil, if acerbic, discussions with DFLers live and on the air. I mean, I'll put what I do up against Terry Gross, the real one, not the Jack Tomczak, uh, Terry Gross of the GOP uh, sort of thing. I mean, the, the, the NPR host. I Please do. I implore you, Ms. Mohammed, Ms. Sensamura, and Ms. Uh, Representative Greenman, to, to, take you, uh, to take me up on that equal time to which the law compels me to offer. Consider it offered. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. Your product is amazing. I can't believe how much different I feel. (laughs) My energy level is off the chain. (laughs) You know, I'm 67 years old as of yesterday. Okay? And uh, it's off the chain. I'm out there. I'm in business for myself. And I'm out there doing a Young Bucks game. And they can't keep up with me. Um, I sleep better. I eat better. I don't know, man. I, I think the product, if, I, if I'd have known eating this much fruit and vegetables would have done this to me when I was a kid, I've been eating them like this ever since I was young. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code Balance. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, just days ago, the Pulitzers were handed out to the usual suspects who dribbled out the usual leftist claptrap. Well, the Media Research Center, you know, the good guys, revealed its winners for the Bulldog Awards. Our very own Mark Levin was honored as this year's Outstanding Talk Host Award for his lessons on a proper limited role of government. And uncovering the excesses of liberalism and damaging what makes America great. Of course, you can hear him every night here on the 1280 from 8 to 11 p.m. Or on a sister station, Freedom 1570 from 5 to 8 weeknights. To the best of my knowledge, I was not nominated for best talk shows, but we can work on that. So until then, one can dream. Cost me nothing. Although, if you're inclined to nominate someone for this award. I mean, let's be honest. Who's who's more qualified than someone who's been duking it out with the DFL establishment for 18 years? Just saying. It costs you nothing uh, to dream. It costs me nothing to dream. It costs you nothing to nominate me. Anyway, and Brad and Jack and King. At any rate, uh, speaking of which, one of the things I've been harping on for, I don't know, nonstop for four or five years now in this broadcast is the ongoing gaslighting of the American people. And this is with the complete connivance of a media that knows it's lying and has embraced its role as lying for the left. For example, uh, the left has been saying for quite some time now that the Georgia voting bill passed after the perceived irregularities in the 2020 election was, in in Joe Biden's deft rhetorical style, Jim Crow 2.0 and voter suppression. So, 
How is early voting going, uh, the primary vote in Georgia right now? Over double what it was in 2018, the last time there was a comparable election in Florida with a governor and senators up on the ballot and not a presidential, and a midterm year with governors and, 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 and uh, senators on the ballot. Over 800,000 votes are in right now in early voting compared to under 400, well under 400,000 in 2018. So it was a lie all along. The Democrats can say anything they want, knowing the media will never check them on it, and likely knowing that their voters just aren't all that terribly discerning about things like this. If they call something Jim Crow 2.0, you can rest assured it's not. In fact, the whole idea, uh, it's something that should be coming through to people, people with some critical thinking skills at the very least, that the issue of white supremacy and systematic racism as is being delivered to you and I, the voters and citizens of this country, is just completely wrong and is, is, again, like the idea that the Florida, uh, sorry, sorry, the Georgia voting laws are, quote, Jim Crow 2.0 is a complete lie intended to gull the gullible. Most of what passes for journalism reporting and opinion about racial issues in America is likewise baked monkey doodle. Uh, and we saw an example of this past week. Now, first of all, let's be perfectly clear. What happened in Buffalo this past week, Buffalo, New York, where a 18-year-old um, evil young man possessed by a level of evil that that evades the vast majority of human beings, uh, drove several hours to get to a primarily black supermarket in a primarily black area and murdered 10 people, all of them black, critically wounded a few other people, uh, among them some whites. But he went there with the specific manifest and manifestoed intention to murder black people. He is, quite frankly, the, the person whose name I will not utter because we were not going to give him any of the poli- uh, the publicity that he that people like him always crave. Uh, went there with the express intention of murdering black people. Now, it, this is mot- let's let's. Let's call it what it is. He's motivated by evil. You can call it white supremacy if you want. Any racial supremacy is based on entirely on on ethnic characteristics is, in fact, some form of, well, it's deeply wrong. And when it's manifested to harm other people, it, it becomes evil. And in response to that, we've had a bit of a bout of, of uh, something that, that would ring true for the likes of Joe McCarthy in his heyday, people asking of mainstream whites, conservatives primarily, never never Democrats, are you now or have you ever been a white supremacist? Let me explain. By the way, uh, one of the things, that, by the way, that the, the media never talked about, will not talk about, is the fact that, A, the killer, again, who will remain unnamed until such time as he gets flushed from this mortal coil, uh, New York doesn't have a death penalty, so he'll be, he'll wind up in supermax probably, if there is any justice at all. Uh, he he issued a, a manifesto in which he first of all called himself an anti-conservative. I mean, his like a lot of insane, evil people, his quote ideology end quote is a, a mishmash of 
the sort of things that might make you think he's insane, because he is. Which doesn't excuse the evil, by the way. Insanity and evil can both exist at the same time, and it doesn't take anything from the evil that an insane person commits. And, by the way, I believe that the trial uh, that ensues will show that he was... If there, if any, any insanity plea will get struck down uh, very, very early in the proceedings if they attempt it at all. I don't even know why they would. He also chuckled derisively at the thought of New Yorkers, residents of New York State, being able to resist him. He said it in as many words. It's very difficult to get a carry permit in New York State. I mean, it, it's... It's actually easier to get into the DFL convention in Rochester than to get a carry permit in New York State. They they make it as hard as they legally can in a post-Heller uh, and McDonald world. And they know that I mean, they have red flag laws. They have background checks for private sales. They have 10-round magazine limits. They have no, quote, assault weapons allowed, end quote, whatsoever. And he knew that. And like most spree killers that make their intentions known, he planned his assault on innocent uh, innocent victims who he knew would likely be completely defenseless. Because, honestly, I've got a better shot at a third date with Scarlett Johansson than you, citizen of New York, have of getting a carry permit under normal circumstances, at least in places like Buffalo, which are not a whole lot farther to the right of New York City, let's be honest. And the killer knew this. And that's why this episode turned out completely the opposite of a similar episode that happened four years or three years or four years, almost four years ago in Lexington, Kentucky. No, Louisville, Kentucky. One of those towns in Kentucky with an L at a Kroger supermarket where a fellow who, again, whose name will not be mentioned and who is likely uh, on death row in Kentucky right now, went into a Kroger supermarket with the express intention of murdering black people. Same exact motivation as this little scumbag in Buffalo. He walked in, he shot a man, an elderly black man, back by the deli case. A white man drew his legally permitted firearm and aimed at the killer, but froze, opted not to shoot, whether through freezing, which, by the way, happens, and uh, which, even though even if uh, a legal citizen with a gun freezes, that frequently deters the killer. It's happened in a number of other mass shootings. And in this case, the killer, a white supremacist, said to the would-be but not quite good Samaritan, whites don't kill whites. And he took off. He left the Kroger, deterred from further depredations, no doubt, by the white carry permittee who drew down on him he ran out to the parking lot killing a black woman on the way an elderly i think 75 year old black woman on the way and was there engaged by a fellow whose name i plan on making a household word among those who hold out for what's good in the human spirit a fellow named dominic rosier who was there with his wife and children literally with his family in the parking lot saw the murder of the elderly black woman drew his own permitted firearm and engaged in a gunfight with the murderer. Now, didn't take him out, but caused him to run away, which, by the way, happens in most cases where actual lethal force resistance is offered to a spree killer. They tend to chicken out, run away. 
their their reverie is broken, their plans are, are, are wiped out, their spirit breaks. They either run away, as the killer did when first confronted by the guy who didn't shoot him, and then by the guy who did shoot at him. They usually kill themselves or break off contact and run away and are ignominiously rounded up by the cops shortly later, later, which happened, by the way, with this particular, quote, person, end quote. Now, this episode disappeared without a trace in the American media four years ago because it had something that the narrative just cannot allow, which is black people, black citizens with exactly the same standing you and I presuming we're all white, (laughs) any white American has the ability to defend themselves, their property, their family, their community, and their freedom with their firearms actually doing that, actually driving off evil. That violates the narrative. The narrative has been romping and playing this past week with the stories from Buffalo of the, the, the victims, quite frankly, the defenseless victims of Buffalo, blaming white supremacy, and guns available to you and I for the depredations uh, that that happened at Topps Grocery in Buffalo. And one example of this qualifies as the sort of gaslighting that is a symptom of narcissism and sociopathy that I've been talking about for this last five years in this broadcast. I'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You could win five thousand dollars just by being kind. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot and Air Mechanical present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for someone, then enter it now through May thirty first. You could win $5,000 and bless a charitable organization with another $5,000 donated in your name. Go to am1280thepatriot.com to enter. Brought to you by Air Mechanical. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. As a former congressman and the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins Podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. In 2008, I wrote The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. The millennials I wrote about have grown up now with little faith, patriotism, knowledge, art and literature, civics, without purpose and looking to fill the void. They found the answer in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation. Get Mark Bauerlein's timely new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, wherever books are sold. 
When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk visit crosswalk.com from devotionals to christian living topics movie reviews to marriage and financial articles and so much more the intersection of faith and life crosswalk.com the division of salem media group am 12a the patriot the northern alliance radio network 651-289-4488 should you care to join us also narn show hashtag narn show on twitter gab me we parlor and Getter, operators always standing by, although you're going to have to hurry. By the way, Elephant in the Room, originally scheduled to play this this coming Saturday night at the VFW in Bloomington. That gig has been canceled, uh, postponed, I should say. We'll be we'll be back out there at some point, probably in the fall or perhaps over the winter. They've got some... Uh, a few a few paperwork issues with the city of Bloomington they got to deal with here, so uh, no bands out there for a bit. They want to get us back. We uh, They could have given us a, a date coming up here, but it's a date we're already busy. Speaking of which, Elephant in the Room's next gig, June 11th at the Rose Town Legion. That's uh, on County Road C, uh, somewhere between Dale and Victoria. It's the only American Legion club on County Road C between Dale and Victoria. It's home turf for three of us, me, John, and Tor, all from St. Paul. It's going to be a nice short commute for a change to get to a gig. That's going to be kind of fun at any rate. So. Not a lot of time yet to talk about probably the biggest topic of the bunch here. Uh, In the wake of the Buffalo shooting, uh, a question that would ring true with the likes of Joe McCarthy at his worst uh, coming out there. People uh, asking rhetorically and in some cases literally, are you now or have you ever been a white supremacist? I mean, straight out of the spirit of of the, the reality and cliche of tailgunner Joe. An article came out in the Washington Post the other day uh, by a woman named Michelle, no, excuse me, Michelle Norris, former NPR anchor, demanding that white people, quote, speak out against white uh, supremacy. Okay, Uh, ethnic supremacy of any sort is stupid and evil. There, done. Now what do I do? I, I mean, of course there are white supremacists out there. Uh, we just had a mass shooting carried out by one of them last week, one of them who confirmed the narrative, as opposed to the one who got arrested after being shot at by a black uh, citizen with a carry permit four years ago, which disappeared into the ether. Dominic Rozier, hero. Make no mistake about it. Anyway, like all racial supremacists, whether they be the Nazis or the Klan or the Hutu or, for that matter, Hamas or, or the Japanese of the 1930s, all of whom were supremacists, uh, for ethnic uh, causes of one sort or another in their own way. They, they believe something that is deeply, intensely evil. Every rational person of all races has been condemning them for over a century. And 
objectively, that condemnation has had a big effect on, quote, white supremacy, end quote. The number of people in, quote, white supremacist groups, end quote, has been dropping by, we've said this on this broadcast several times, dropping by about an order of magnitude every generation for the last hundred years. I mean, in the 1920s, there were millions of members for the Klan nationwide. And I do mean nationwide. The Klan drew 50,000 people to a rally in Rochester, Minnesota, less than 100 years ago. Rochester. In the 1940s, the, the American neo-Nazi uh, party called the Bund, uh, German for Federation, uh, filled a couple of nights at Madison Square Garden. That's 20,000 seats per night at Madison Square Garden, the Nazi party. But by the time of the Civil Rights Movement, membership had dropped to somewhere in the hundreds of thousands. And after a decade or two of FBI crackdowns, there were a few tens of thousands, fewer, by the way, than attended the rally in Rochester, Minnesota, 60 years earlier. According to the FBI, organized white supremacist groups mustered around 5,000 members by the 2010s, by the end of the Obama administration. Now, in 1988, a Gallup poll showed that about a third of African-Americans believed that racism was a significant part of their life, a powerful force. About that, a little about that time, right about the time of the L.A. riots, William Raspberry, a man who passed as center left, a guy who grew up in Jim Crow in southern Mississippi, covered the civil rights movement back in the 60s and went on to become the first African-American national syndicated newspaper columnist wrote a column that came out right around the L.A. riots and just before everything in the world got put online, which means I can't find it uh, online anywhere, but wrote that racism wasn't dead as such, but was more or less the same really in the great scheme of things as being a flat earther. Racists were the new flat earthers to William Raspberry and could be mocked and taunted rather than treat it as something that should drive a black person's life or anyone else's. Now, suddenly in the late 2000s, after, it's worth pointing out, the election of our first black president by a decisive margin, the political class discovered racism suddenly. The Obama administration spent its entire time in office warning us in as many words that a, quote, white supremacist wave of terror that will dwarf 9-11 end quote, was on the way. You betcha. And and Obama handled a number of, say, police shooting incidents as if he wanted to make sure that that conflict was stoked. Could have hardly been better designed to stoke racial division. I mean, it's what the approach was designed to do. So by 2015, that same exact Gallup poll showed that two-thirds a black Americans felt racism was a dominant factor in their lives. That doubled in 27 years. Now, do you think there's a rational case to be made that racism got worse between the L.A. riots and Barack Obama's second term? Or more to the point, did racists just fall out of the trees in 2017? Or is it suddenly in the interest of the political class's narrative to focus on a tiny class of brain-dead, inbred deviants and to try and create more of them so they can have a, a, a boogeyman to, to wave around to scare 
ignorant minorities into line. I mean, it's a story that, that the political class and their dominant narrative doesn't try to squeeze a, a, white pres- uh, a white supremacist into. I mean, they tried to blame the Minneapolis riots two years ago on white supremacists. Remember Umbrella Man? They don't want you to, but they blame the, the rioting on a, a Klansman from a biker gang who then disappeared. Uh, not long after that, uh, an, a Minnesota public radio reporter named John Collins famously sent out a tweet asking, really fairly much begging, for any evidence of white supremacist involvement in the riots. Now, you look at his stories for the last two years, it doesn't look like he found anything. Now, he's ignored all questions, which, by the way, is what NPR reporters do these days. They're under orders to ignore uh, questions from people like, well, you and me. But several government stings of, quote, white supremacist terrorists, end quote, like the huttery or the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, all turned out to be government shaken bakes. And yet, we have the official narrative keepers, like former NPR reporter Michelle Norris, writing in um, the Washington Post, saying, we all... Oh, every, all of all of us white majoritarian Americans. Oh, uh, the, everyone else. Oh, the narrative and denial that we are white supremacists. We need to speak out against white supremacy. Fact is, we have been for generations, which is why they're, the numbers have been collapsing. At any rate, make no mistake about this. Holding entire racial groups accountable for the behavior of the most abhorrent members is exactly the sort of evil that brings you white supremacy and every other race-based evil that has made this last century such a wretched time to be a human being. Let's continue talking about it when we come back. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never market losses? Learn more with Dale Tondrick on the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit plus the free retirement and income book, 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. 
The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. AM 1280. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.